next on the 5 o'clock report. Thank you, counsel. The case is submitted. This is about equal rights based on religion. The right to speak freely is guaranteed to each and every one of us, and a win for me is a win for everybody. Are you ready to win this election? Now, let's go to the newsroom. Same-sex marriage versus Christianity. Thank you, counsel. The case is submitted. Good afternoon. Thank you very much for joining us. I'm Mark Webster. That highly controversial conflict front and center at the United States Supreme Court today as attorneys deliver the pros and cons in the case of a Christian web designer seeking protection from being forced to design pages promoting same-sex marriage. Colorado is not only telling me what I can't say, they're telling me what I must say. Colorado web designer Lori Smith, her attorney Kristen Wagner. When you are engaging in symbolic speech, whether that be through the creation of a custom wedding cake or a custom wedding website, you are creating speech. Arguing the other side, Colorado Attorney General Phil Weiser. This is not only about equal rights based on sexual orientation or gender identity. This is about equal rights based on religion, ethnicity, or race. If this Colorado scenario sounds a bit familiar, that's because it is. The court had a similar case five years ago involving a baker. He won that case, but narrowly, the justices didn't take up these bigger First Amendment issues, so now it's back before this newly conservative Supreme Court. CBS's Jan Crawford, Loyola law professor Lori Levinson predicts the designer is going to prevail. This is a very conservative Supreme Court, and therefore if they do rule on the merits of this case, it's probably a fair guess that they will rule in favor of the would-be website designer. A high court ruling in the case isn't expected until June, but justices did give some hints today that they might side with Smith against Colorado, and she says you should hope that's how it plays out. The right to speak freely is guaranteed to each and every one of us, and a win for me is a win for everybody. And that's not the only front in this pitched battle. On Capitol Hill, it's the House of Representatives this week taking up a Senate-passed and White House-endorsed measure labeled the Respect for Marriage Act, which some liken to a Roe v. Wade-type policy toward federal enshrinement of same-sex marriage. Then it added some religious protections there. Uh, you know, as you know, there's always this thing about can you force a church to marry somebody. Democratic Congressman Henry Cuellar of Texas, many conservative critics of the so-called Respect for Marriage Act say those protections don't go nearly far enough in protecting Christians who hold to traditional marriage views. If that bill gains House passage as expected, though, President Biden has said he will sign it into law. Meanwhile, the Biden administration is also pushing a plan supporting taxpayer funding for so-called sex change surgeries for minors. Specifically, sex change operations on children. In a letter to lawmakers, Health and Human Services Secretary Xavier Becerra says, quote, The Biden-Harris administration believes that all children should be afforded life-saving, medically necessary care, and payers, both public and private, should cover the cost. Republicans in state capitals across the country are working on legislation that would bar sex change operations for kids. Michael Harrington reporting. It's the final full day of campaigning in Georgia's U.S. Senate runoff election. Democrat Raphael Warnock keeping his sense of humor through the contentious election. Are you ready to win this election? You're going to vote for somebody whose last name begins with a W. As in Republican Herschel Walker as well. Georgia needs Herschel Walker. Raphael Warnock has spent over a hundred million dollars against me already and we're in a tie if walker wins it's the senate that'll be in a political tie 50 republicans 50 democrats but democrats hold the tie-breaking edge there with democratic vice president kamala harris able to break any deadlocks 
Former Vice President Mike Pence denouncing former President Trump's claim that the Constitution should be suspended over the 2020 election. In an interview with a South Carolina radio station, Pence said everyone who aspires to serve in public office should make it clear they'll support and defend the Constitution. Ohio Republican Congressman David Joyce tells ABC he thinks Trump's time is up as a Republican presidential candidate. I will support whoever the Republican nominee is. And I just don't think that at this point he'll be able to get there because I think there's a lot of other good quality candidates out there. Meanwhile, the jury in the Trump Organization tax fraud trial in New York expected to start their deliberations soon. Prosecutors say former President Trump's company avoided taxes by paying personal expenses for top execs and giving them compensation without reporting it. International news now. Russia's relentless attempt to cripple Ukraine's energy and hydro infrastructure continues. The Ukrainians are calling it a massive coordinated missile attack on homes and energy infrastructure. The strikes have caused power cuts across much of the country, and the city of Odessa is without water. The Russians apparently hoping to decimate Ukraine's energy infrastructure as the freezing winter weather deepens. Vicki Barker, CBS News, London. There were also reports today of bomb blasts at a pair of Russian air bases. An Iranian official says the company's so-called morality police, accused of being behind the death of a young woman for an improperly worn head covering, are going to stand down in response to ongoing nationwide protests. CBS's Holly Williams says take that one with a big grain of salt. To be clear, this is only coming from one official in Iran and it's being treated with a lot of skepticism. Also, what the protesters are demanding is bigger than this one issue and it seems unlikely they'll now decide to leave the streets and quietly go home. A new report today says hackers with ties to the Chinese government stole millions of dollars in U.S. COVID relief benefits. NBC News reporting the China-based hacking group known as APT41 stole at least $20 million through small business administration loans and unemployment insurance funds in more than a dozen states. And a California startup's promising a flying car by 2025. UF Aeronautics from the San Francisco Bay Area wants to start delivering its $300,000 Model A flying car to customers by the end of that year. They're already taking deposits from potential customers. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, a real ID deadline for travelers delayed yet again, flu running rampant on both sides of the border, and brightening Christmas for thousands of Pennsylvania kids. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. For tonight, mainly cloudy. Showers will reach western New York and western Pennsylvania overnight, and those showers could begin mixed with a few ice pellets or snowflakes. Low temps, 30s. For tomorrow, a bit of wintry mix, perhaps in the morning in central New York. Otherwise, cloudy. Light rain at times, high temps, 40s. And then on Wednesday, cloudy. A touch of rain or drizzle and relatively mild. High temperatures then in the lower 50s. Thank you very much, Kevin. We'll check back with you in a little bit. Right now, though, checking the stories making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. You won't be needing that real ID to travel in May of 2023 after all. The Department of Homeland Security extending that deadline yet again. Real ID is a federal law that affects how states issue driver's licenses and photo ID cards. PennDOT's Alexis Campbell tells ABC6 that program is now slated to take effect May 7th, 2025. You'll need either a real ID compliance driver's license or photo ID card or a passport or military ID, another kind of federally acceptable identification in order to get on a domestic commercial flight 
or enter a secure federal building. And the deadline's been extended several times. A judge for the second time has found the Lycoming County Commissioners usurped their authority in transferring functions and for employees from the elected controller. The Patriot News reports visiting Potter County Senior Judge John Leet has ruled the commissioners must return all ledgers, accounts, payroll, and related documents along with the employees to the county controller's office. Back in April of 2021, commissioners transferred four employees from the controller to the Office of Budget and Finance under their jurisdiction. Terry Diener, Family Life News. Thank you, Terry. A number of animals housed at a Pennsylvania wildlife center are dead after a catastrophic fire this morning. That fire destroyed the main clinic building at the Red Creek Wildlife Center in Schoolkill Haven. Animals that were in the building under temporary medical care were killed, but resident animals not housed in the clinic were unharmed. There were also no human injuries reported. The cause of that fire remains under investigation. Pennsylvania Governor Tom Wolf reflecting on his eight years as the Keystone State's leader, including his blockage of Republican legislation that would have cleared the way for concealed carry in PA without a permit. That was instructive for both of us. I think they figured I wasn't going to roll over, and, and, and I understood that when you have fundamental disagreements, they aren't going to roll over either. He tells WGAL. You figure out how to work with that, and I think we have, and, and the last budget is a prime example. It was almost passed unanimously. Current Attorney General Josh Shapiro set to take the helm from Wolf as governor on January 17th. Flu cases, they're at a 10-year high. UPMC infectious disease expert Dr. John Goldman. It is now early December, and flu season doesn't peak until January or February. He says this year's strain of the flu is one to keep an eye on, too. The type of flu that's circulating usually causes three or four times more deaths than every other strain of the flu. Goldman thinks he knows why the flu is spreading so fast this year, too. We have a lot of people who, because of masking and social distancing, weren't really exposed to the flu the last two seasons and have less pre-existing immunity. On top of that, Goldman says vaccine fatigue has settled in across the country. I think there's a combination of vaccine hesitancy, and I think there's vaccine fatigue. I frankly think that people are tired of getting shots. Nearly 50,000 flu cases have been confirmed across the Commonwealth. In New York, just as bad, Chemung County Health Director Peter Buzzetti. We have the data on influenza, and we are six weeks ahead of where we typically are. We have seen an, an astronomical amount of flu. Zaddy says what makes this year's flu season so dangerous is the fact that other viral infections are also making the rounds. RSV and COVID continue to circulate as people start to congregate more indoors. A report shows New York school districts are using just 10% of their COVID funds to address learning loss in the classroom as intended. Districts are not spending that money on anything. They're just holding it and creating sort of a rainy day fund, which obviously was not the intent of the COVID-19. 19 funding. Dr. Ralph Carr with the Teaching and Learning Institute says some of those funds meant for COVID-related issues are going to unrelated projects. They have used a million dollars of that money to create a new position at the State Ed Department called the Chief Diversity Officer. Again, not the intention of the COVID-19 funding for public education. Only one state has done a worse job than New York at allocating COVID funds for learning loss caused by the pandemic. Amid stalled contract negotiations, Buffalo teachers have cast a no-confidence vote in their super 
superintendent and school board. Superintendent Tanja Williams has been on the job for four months. Buffalo schools have proposed two new contracts to the union, one in October, another last week, which includes an 8% salary increase in the first year. The union representing over 3,800 contract and temporary teachers at the Buffalo Public Schools the next negotiating meeting is set for December 8th. And to higher education, SUNY has named a new chancellor. Yeah, new chancellor John King was secretary of education under former President Obama, and he replaces interim SUNY chancellor Deborah Stanley. Governor Hochul applauds King's leadership posts and vast professional experience at every level of education, calling him an outstanding and ideal leader in the path to transform the nation's largest public college system. King is set to lead the 64 campus network starting in January. Tracy Lynn, Family Life News. Thanks, Tracy. Finally, a little note for sports fans. An upcoming game between the Buffalo Bills and the Miami Dolphins in Orchard Park, New York, has been flexed by the NFL. That game will now be a primetime affair. Kickoff set for Saturday, December 17th at 8.15 p.m. Your nightly market report is up next, brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Markets kicking off the week deep in the red today. Selling may have been triggered by ongoing concerns that the Federal Reserve will continue to tighten monetary policy, which could push the economy into recession. Tesla shares falling more than 6% today on news that they're cutting production in China. OPEC deciding not to reduce their oil output. That led to a nearly $3 drop in oil prices, which closed at $77 a barrel and dragged down shares of oil companies. The Dow today sank 482 points. The S&P 500 fell 72 and the Nasdaq plunged 221. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Thank you, Dave. This is the five o'clock report on family life. If you're an adult Gen Zer, ages 18 to 25, you may think you're ready to take on the world. But are you ready to make smart financial decisions? I am Rob West with your Money Wise Minute. Practicing biblical principles right from the start and making wise decisions pays off financially and spiritually down the road. For starters, understand that God owns everything and that he will provide. So trust him. Give first fruits with your tithe. Draw up a budget and stick to it. If you just got your first credit card, treat it with caution because it's dangerous. Learn to live within your means. And start saving now, 10 to 15% of your income. Build up an emergency fund of three to six months of income. Do these things and you will be ready to take on the world. Discover the best Christian financial articles, podcasts, and videos by visiting our website, moneywise.org, or by downloading MoneyWise Biblical Finance from your app store. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, a Pennsylvania family's odd lobster tale. Dial 911. It's the lobster squad. Annie, there's a big lobster behind the refrigerator. Maybe if I put a little dish of butter sauce here with a nutcracker, it'll run out the other side. I'm Kevin Williams, and here is your Family Life Regional Weather Forecast. Pesky precipitation late tonight and tomorrow, primarily in the form of some light rain, although there will be a few ice pellets or snowflakes mixed in at the start. We'll get through most of the week without any notable winter weather, but by week's end, there may be a system to watch, and we'll keep you advised. Our call for tonight, mainly cloudy. Showers will reach western New York and western Pennsylvania overnight, and those showers could begin mixed with a few ice pellets or snowflakes. Slow temps, 30s. For tomorrow, a bit of wintry mix, perhaps in the morning in central New York. Otherwise, cloudy. Light rain at times, high temps, 40s. And then on Wednesday, cloudy. A touch of rain or drizzle and relatively mild. High temperatures then in the lower 50s. Thank you, Kevin. And finally at 5. Everybody get out of here. There's a lobster loose. He's vengeful. 
Quickly, cover yourselves with that butter and carry lemons just in case. All right. Well, there was indeed a lobster loose when a Pennsylvania family strolled down at Cape Cod Beach recently. That's odd enough, since you don't normally see lobsters walking around at the beach. But adding to the oddity, this lobster was blue. Blue lobsters are pretty rare creatures, too. About one in two million, they say. This fellow was also mighty big, two feet long, about 10 pounds. The Butterball family from Pittsburgh called a local natural history museum, asked what they should do. The answer? Try to get it back in the ocean. After about 20 minutes of various attempts, the dad bravely carried it out into the surf as far as he could and gently tossed the big blue fella back into the briny deep from whence he came. The family's young girls said it was a magic lobster, and before they parted company, they gave the blue bruiser a rather ironic name, too. Plankton. I'm sure his lobster buddies will never let him live that one down. That's the world we live in from Monday, December 5th, 2022. Thank you again for joining us. I'm Mark Webster, Family Life News.